Hey, what's up? Welcome to the mandatory a live evening show. Remember, if you like the content, make sure to hit that like and subscribe button. Also, follow us on our social media channels. We're at the mandatory TKO on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. That's where we'll be posting all of our stuff if you missed anything. But remember, if you're also going to be listening to this on the audio side, you know, if you want to support us on the audio side, uh, you can find us uh, wherever you do find your audio. And if you got a couple of minutes, uh, leave a rate and review if you can. Give us a five star. But uh, Brian, this one coming up, it's Canelo Week, Canelo Charlo Week, two undisputed champions. And we're going to do the full breakdown preview here that we usually do at the mandatory. Um, but this is a blockbuster fight with two guys. And at one point, people were saying Canelo was ducking a Charlo brother. Now he's getting into a ring with a Charlo brother and uh, lots to talk about. But before we get into the whole breakdown, your thoughts on this bout. I'm glad that it's finally here. And I'm hoping that it's not our last super fight of the year because this has been actually, in terms of boxing super fights, pretty good one. We've had a few. We've had uh, Ryan Garcia versus Tank Davis. We had Crawford Spence. Yeah. We had, I thought this was a super fight. Teofimo Lopez and Josh Taylor was a great one. Um, Devin Haney versus Vasily Lomachenko was kind of a spectacle and it was trending all night and things of that nature, right? Like that was one of those big bouts where boxing sort of like won the evening. Um, and I'm probably leaving out another one. I want to say, oh, now you're in a way on like a Tuesday morning, knocking out Stephen Fulton. Uh, and that was a big deal. But like, there's been a lot of these type of fights and this is going to be another one. Anytime Canelo steps into the ring, it's a big night, but he's doing it against Jamel Charlo, who has sneaky been around for a while. I think a lot of people may like think about this and realize it. Like, yeah, he's been a champion and champion level fighter since 2016. Now Canelo has been here longer, but Jamel Charlo has been around as well. They're actually the same age, 33 years old. And to me, this is a fascinating fight for a number of things. You have technically two undisputed champions fighting each other. Although, uh, there will be a title stripped. Uh, yeah. Mel, 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 Mel has to give up uh, one of his titles. So technically, it's not, but boxing. you know how it is. Boxing. Yeah. Now the WBO has super champions, so great. Now I got to explain to my casual fan friends, like, hey, so here's how this is going to work, and it's all this bullshit. This is why people fucking don't care. But whatever. Uh, so Jamel Charlo and Canelo Alvarez is a great fight. Uh, I can't wait for it. And, um, yeah, undisputed versus undisputed. Jamel Charlo moving up two weight classes and off a 16-month layoff fighting Canelo Alvarez. Two guys in a pound-for-pound top 10, in my opinion, as well. Yeah, I think this is a sneaky good fight, especially for anyone that's really been doubting Canelo. When you take a look at the storylines, Canelo didn't have the best outing in his last fight. A lot of people are talking about, does he still have it? Is that age going to get him? Because he's been fighting professionally since he was, what, like 15 years old? Something like that. And Canelo Alvarez, at this point in his career, if he beats Charlo... We're going to get into that in just a second. I'm still going to go off about this a little bit. If he beats yeah. Charlo, a lot of people are going to give him props. If he doesn't, we're going to be talking about the fact that is he getting old and has he lost it? And I think that's definitely going to be one of the questions coming into this one. And then you got a Charlo brother, um, a lot of hype on him, doesn't fight a lot, the activity. But before we get into everything, we also want to say here at the Mandatory, we want to get your thoughts. So the chat is open. If you have any thoughts, any questions, make sure to drop them. And most importantly, we will be getting to all of your comments in just a moment. Why don't we get to a couple of them, yeah. Brian, before we get into everything? 
Yeah, let's do that. Uh, Jesus, IMPK are active in the chat. Anybody else watching, please feel free. We will get to you throughout the duration of the show before we begin this first segment of the three-part preview. First up, we have Jesus, who says a lot of things. One is Charlo by split decision. <laughs> and he said the arrival, this is interesting, the arrival looked lackluster, no buzz, no buzz in Vegas. Um, I'm not in Vegas. I'm in New York. Chantel is on the West Coast, but not in Vegas. And... I have I didn't feel like uh, this has gained a ton of buzz on social the way some of these other bouts did the way even the press conference did. Now, it's early in the week, so let's see what happens by the time we get to, you know, final press conference, media workouts and things of that nature uh, as the week progresses. But I don't feel like there's been a ton of buzz yet, but I, I do think it will come because it just comes with Canelo Alvarez fights and then Jermel Charlo is not, you know. He's not one of these guys like that's not going to bring any buzz with him either. He's not, no disrespect, yeah. Rocky Fielding fighting Canelo Alvarez. I mean, you know what's crazy? I feel like Tank and Ryan got more hype than this fight. And it's two undisputed champions. And I don't know if it's because we've already been going through so many years. Canelo's been the face of boxing for how long now? That when we're getting into this fight, and this is a fight that, you know, going back to Jesus, expiration date passed due to this fight. This was 10 years in the making. It's true. Like, we were Not 10, but I... I, I mean, like, it's <laughs> been a minute. Like, it's been a minute. We've been... Charlo like, wasn't even a champion 10 years ago. But yeah, I, I understand. I understand the sentiment. Um, but yeah, people still wanted him to fight somebody, right? Uh, worthy. So I think... I'm, I'm with Jesus on this. Like, it's been a minute. A little bit of an over-exaggeration. But that's what boxing fans... That's what we like to do. Yeah. Uh, so you know what? Let's get, <laughs> let's get right into it. Because I think this is the biggest question going into it. What happens and what is next for Canelo Bryan if he beats Jermel Charlo? Jermel Charlo, perhaps? <laughs> next? You know what I mean? Uh, let's remember, originally, we thought, we as in, you know, everybody, because the report initially was that Canelo Alvarez is going to fight Jermel Charlo. And I was like, okay, that makes some sense. But Jermel, we haven't seen him in two years, but he's a middleweight champion and, you know, moving up in weight, he seem like somebody who's going to be a super middleweight at some point. And then it was Jermel, and it was like, whoa, wait a second. So he's going to come off inactivity, less so than his brother, but inactivity nonetheless, and jump up two weight classes. Are, are you sure about this, Jermel, whatever? But, you know, I mean, if you look at them in the press conference, I mean, Jermel is going to have, at least from a height and reach standpoint, a size advantage. He's six feet tall. Canelo Alvarez is 5'8". Canelo Alvarez is a 70, 70 and a half inch reach. Jermel Charlo, 73 inch reach. Um, we'll see how he handles the, the, the weight difference. But look, I, I think if Canelo wins this fight, then, you know, there's going to be a lot of possibilities there. He's still probably the biggest star in the sport uh, on a global scale. And I hope that the Dimitri Bivol rematch is not something we're going to see. We haven't seen Bivol in a while. Hopefully he gets a fight soon. Uh, would like to see him again, but I, I think Canelo Alvarez, if he wins his fight, then, you know, pound for pound, he's going to stay in the top five. He'll go up, you know, wherever you have him now, whether it's four, five, six, three, he's going to go up from that, uh, beating another pound for pound guy. Jermel Charlo is going to fall off from that, and uh, we'll see what happens in his new weight. Um, I don't think, I, I, I don't know about you, Chantel, but I'm not really buying the Canelo Alvarez, Terrence Crawford sort of super fight um <laughs> i think terrence corp is crazy enough to do it but yeah. that's one of these things that seems a little too far-fetched uh for me but I, I just think that canelo alvarez maybe he fights jamal maybe he fights david benavidez which is what i really want to see 
um, next year. And uh, yeah, I, I just think it's going to be another big fight um, next May for Canelo Alvarez if he wins this fight. Yeah, it's one of those things where Canelo signed a three-fight deal with PBC. <laughs> so, you know, he's going to fight Mel. Then he's going to fight Jamal. And, you know, probably David Benavidez. Like, let's be real here. I think that's kind of the path for Canelo. And to keep it real with you, if he ends up beating all three of those guys, like his legacy, he could just retire off into the sunset and be like, peace out. Um, and Canelo would go down as one of the greatest boxers of all time, Mexican boxers of all time as well. Um, and he's in great company there, of course, uh, when you think about all the great Mexican boxers. But I think this is such an important fight for Canelo because his last outing, so many questions, he wasn't happy with it. And I think if he gets a stoppage against Jermel, that's massive, right? Because he's an undisputed champion coming into this one. Then when we talk about the pound for pound list and you look at how many fights Canelo has, of course, Bud is number one in a way, number two, you can switch them if you want, but he would have to be top three then. Like if you're going to take out an undisputed champion, who are you going to have at, at number three? Like, are you having Usyk there? That's like, are you, are you having Tyson Fury there? Like who's fighting Francis Ngannou? Like it's so <laughs> hard to keep Canelo off that list because for so long, you know, he's been the face of boxing. He still is. Like, the numbers that he gets, people buy his pay-per-views. People still care. Canelo is a guy that brings in even casual viewers. So he's still that dude. And if he beats Jamel Charlo, I mean, his legacy just gets even better than it was. And everyone, you know, stops saying, well, he's ducking this guy. Because that's also been the knock against Canelo, right? Uh, some people think he's been a little bit choosy with his opponents. But I think this would be absolutely massive for Canelo because it would – Stop a little bit of the haters and the doubters. I think some people would shut up. Maybe if, if he beat if he beat Jermel, I think people would have to shut up a little bit. I, I don't think they would because they'll just say, "Oh, Jermel was two weight classes smaller and coming off a sixteen month layoff." I think that's what it's going to be. I also think if we want to pivot to real quickly the Jermel Charlo piece of of if he loses, I do think that uh, he can win in a loss. If he has a, a great performance, especially coming off the layoff, especially against Canelo Alvarez and hanging with them and winning, let's say, three, four rounds. Mm -hmm. I think that's something that if if he's going to, to to sort of come out looking better despite losing, I think he has the ability to do that, one. But two, I think he has to push Canelo a little bit. And it'll be interesting because typically guys off a 16-month layoff or off a layoff in general, you don't expect them to get off to fast starts. Canelo Alvarez yeah. is not always the fastest starter, though. Like, there have been fights where he's given up some rounds in the beginning and then sort of picked guys apart later on. Um, he also fades later in the rounds. And that, that's the other thing, too. It's like, can, is Jermel Charlo going to start off slow because of the long layoff and then sort of find his footing as the fight goes and end strong? John Ryder ended the fight strong against Canelo Alvarez and won a couple of rounds, according to two judges uh, and myself. I, I gave John Ryder two rounds in that fight, both of them yeah. Yeah, and I mean, his eye was messed up. Like, Canelo did damage, but everyone was like, we were looking for the stoppage because it's John Ryder, but he stuck it in. Um, I think if Jermel loses, but he has, like, a really good outing in the ring, like, say, you know, he wins a few rounds, uh, maybe even hurts Canelo, because he's a power puncher, right? Yeah. Like, listen, he's got a nasty right hand, and I think his left hook is better than his right hand. And so that's when we get into the betting portion, which, by the way, we are going to get into the betting portion. We're going to break down the fight even more. But I think if Jermel fights really well against Canelo, say if it's closer than people think, would you want a rematch for this fight? Because who knows when Maul's going to fight? Yes. Would that be in Canelo's best interest to do that? 
if he escapes with the win and it's close, I, I don't know. Monetarily, it could be. I don't think Canelo would do the rematch if Me it was neither. really close. I don't think he would. But I think if it was, I think fans would want it. Yeah. 100% we would want it. Um, But you know what? Let's get into the next portion. What if Jermel Charlo beats Canelo Alvarez? This is, is, is this possible, Brian? Do you see this happening? Uh, I won't give away my pick. But and we will get to uh, a couple of more comments before the betting portion of this. So in a few more minutes, so keep them coming because I see that the chat is actually active. So we're gonna get to some. Um, if Jamel Charlo wins this fight, then unfortunately, I think the conversation is gonna pivot to, hey, is Canelo Alvarez finished? Yeah. You know, I, I just think that's gonna be it. Um, 18 years of pro, turned pro at 15 in 2005. Jamel Charlo turned pro at 17 in 2007 um quietly and you know just hasn't been as active as canelo alvarez very few people have had uh have uh as you like to point out Chantel. but i think jamel charlo if he wins this fight you're talking about never mind the pound for pound like top 10 list like he's going to creep up somewhere into that if not top five, top five. He, <laughs> he would he would creep into top five if he, he probably canelo. will but yeah. if not then he's gonna at least challenge for that and it would be like I think it'll be a bigger upset than we'd be making it out to be, especially considering that, again, Canelo's been active. Jermel hasn't. Jermel's coming up two weight classes. Jermel's 16-month layoff. Jermel is uh, the quote-unquote smaller man because he's coming up from two weight classes. We'll see how the size difference plays out. But if he does this, though, it's an upset of the year candidate, even though the sports books will reflect that that's you know, statistically not the case, but it should be up for consideration. As a, as a as a to me that would be a bigger upset than Dimitri Bivol and Canelo Alvarez by far because you could look back with hindsight and be like, hey, Canelo was too small for light heavyweights, right? But Jermel Charlo will be coming up two weight classes and actually beating Canelo Alvarez. That would be totally different. Now, do I see it happening? I don't know about that, but if it, it could, Jermel Charlo's good enough to pull it off, is what I'll say. I think Jermel Charlo can give Canelo problems 100%. I think he can beat Canelo Alvarez. Will he? We're going to get into that in the betting portion. Stay tuned. Drop your comments. And you know what? It does look like Jesus is a Canelo hater uh, just off the comments. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Jesus, we love you, Jesus, because, you know, you cut, you steady support us. Um, Jesus, this is, come on. Like, this is a ridiculous statement. I have to go to this. I'm sorry. <laughs> I like what are you talking about, Jesus? That's the one of the most ridiculous statements I have seen. He's not he's not a top ten Mexican box. Stop it. Like, just stop it. Okay, like I know a lot of people are gonna be like, you know, Juan Manuel Marquez, and I get it. Okay, but Canelo's up there. He's in like, the top Canelo's 10. one of the like easy, like he he's easily in yeah. the top ten. Um, because and that's another thing. Um Talking about Jermel Charlo. Sorry, sorry, guys. I had to go to that com comment. Hey, Seuss, thank you for dropping a gem. We're going to get um, some more in a few. We're going to get some more in a few. We're going to get to your comments for sure, guys. Uh, for Jermel Charlo, I think if he wins, automatically skyrockets in the top five for pound for pound list. Yeah. You would have to. You'd be Canelo Alvarez. Also, I think there's a lot of Jermel Charlo haters. There's a lot of Charlo haters, period. Both the brothers. You know? And... Uh, <laughs> 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 hey, Seuss, I'm just... Like, I'm laughing right now because hey, Susie, like Chantel, you stop it. Um, you know, I'm not gonna stop it yet, okay? Um, but back to uh Charlo, hey, Susie is just giving me a hard time right now. It's okay, it's all love. Uh, we appreciate the comments, you guys, by the way. Keep them coming. Um, I do think it automatically places him in the top five, and I do also think that then Jermel Charlo really becomes like 
let's be serious here. He becomes someone that people probably want to watch, right? Because oh, like the, the fight, the, the the next fight is already right there for him, though. Uh, exactly. It's exactly. Terrence Crawford. But it's that's the, that's the fight yeah. everyone's talking about. So think about Jermel Charlo. If he was able to get it done against Canelo, and then he goes and fights the rumored fight that everyone's been talking about with him and Bud, like his star is only going to grow. So I think it's only good stuff for a guy like Jermel Charlo, who isn't the most active. Um, but I think this is arguably, not even arguably, this is his biggest fight of his career, right? So not here, here's the thing, though. I think it's actually a win-win for Jermel if he fights good. Like if he as fights, long as he doesn't get blown away. Yeah. If he doesn't get if he doesn't get knocked out or something like that, or you know, there's a stoppage. I think it's a win for Jermel. Like if he fights good in this fight, and everyone's like, "Oh, you know, Mel really like fought well against Canelo," then people are still going to give him props, and then we'd still want to see him in a Bud fight. Like, let's be serious. He still gets that fight. So I think it's only a win win for a guy like Jermel Charlo. Um, any final thoughts? Should we get to some um, comments before we move into the betting section, Brian? Let's definitely do that because uh, the comments are there and we definitely want to see what you guys are saying. But I, I would add to it like, yeah, as long as Jermel Charlo is competitive, the Terrence Crawford super fight, like people will want to see it. If he gets blown out of the water and it's an early knockout, which I do not foresee at all. But if it's an early Rocky Fielding type of knockout, I'm going to stop picking on Rocky Fielding, I promise. But if it's that kind of a knockout, then yeah, people are not going to want to see Terrence Crawford versus Jabal Charlo. But if he's just competitive, makes it the distance, wins a few rounds, uh, maybe stuns Canelo a few times, and yeah, people will be like, huh, he did that against the best super middleweight in the world. What could he do against the best welterweight in the world? Uh, and in his own weight class at 154, presumably, that it would happen at that weight. Yeah, uh, let's get to Hustle Man, a friend of the show. Hustle Man, thanks for rocking with us tonight, as you always do. Uh, Canelo has to win to remind the world he's still one of the top dogs, agreed. Charlo, win or lose, his stock is still high because of the belt he holds at 154. I'm pulling for Canelo by split decision. That could be sneaky good when we get into the betting portion, Hustle Man. We're going to let you know what a split decision would be for the odds. Um, I agree with you 100%. Um, I think this fight, if he gets a dub and he does it really nicely, and like say that, you know, he beats Charlo in a great fashion, right? Like say he just dominates, puts on a masterclass performance. People are going to be talking about Canelo again being that guy. Um, let's get to Robin B31. Yeah, this weekend's fight is an exciting one. But at some point, a champ got to fight contenders in this weight class. Boxers are getting robbed years of their careers. What do you think, Brian? What do you think about Robin's comments? You know what I think, Robin? I think dudes just got to fight. I'm tired of dudes just fighting once in a year. And I think this is something that a lot of older boxers, uh, former retired, bo uh, former boxers who are now retired have been talking about. Lou DeBella's talked about this on our show. Other people have talked about this. Like, guys have to fight. And one of the things that's hurting the sport, and I think the sport's had a strong year. But one of the things that's hurting the sport is you even have prospects, prospects fighting once, twice in a year. And we can't be having that. Like you guys, especially in their prime, fight at least twice in a year. I don't think they need to fight like four or five times or whatever. Like this is 1982 or something like that, or even before that. But I, like the once a year thing, I just I just don't know how that's sustainable for the sport uh, in a lot of different ways. So I, I just think guys got to be active, period. Yeah, I would agree with that. Let's get to some more comments. This one probably might be the best one because it has nothing to do with what we're talking about. Devin Haney scared <laughs> Shakira Stevenson, H Money Mob. Uh, you know what? There's so. <laughs> uh, 
I never, you never know who's telling the truth in boxing. Like you never, never know with, never. With, with all the stories that are coming out. Why we don't do a ton of interviews. I mean, I saw, <laughs> I saw Frank Martin talk about why the Shakur fight didn't happen. And he wanted a little bit of extra money because they were saying that Shakur was offered like 8 mil, million or something like that. Yeah. Um, and Frank Martin was saying that Shakur said he was going to make three and Frank Martin was going to make one mil. And mm -hmm. he was like, no, I want a little bit more. Um, because listen, I don't, I don't, I think everyone knows that Shakur is coming in that division and we know how good Shakur is, but until Shakur fights someone more worthy, I'd say, I think Devin's still that dude. Though I do think Edwin De Los Santos is legit. I think it's super uh, legit, yeah. In terms of Shakur Stevenson opponents, this is one of the very best ones. Um, I would have rather seen Shakur versus Frank Martin, but honestly, I kind of think Frank Martin lost his last fight. So <laughs> I, I think so. I, I I have no problem seeing him fight Edwin De Los Santos, who can punch, is on a hot streak, is willing to fight. I think that's gonna be a fun fight. And I'm very like I'm very excited about Devin Haney versus Regis Progray, even though Regis yes. Progray underperformed against Danielito Zoria, my fellow Puerto Rican. But I, I thought even though Regis almost lost that fight, I do think it's one that he'll bounce back from performance-wise. But Devin Haney is going to be a tough matchup for him. And yeah. I wonder how, on the flip side, how Devin Haney is going to handle that power. So and then that's, gotta... the, that's the biggest power puncher he's ever faced. Uh, a lot more power than Loma and Regis is skilled as well. I can't wait to break that one down. Uh, Joseph, uh, just saying who he goes for. I hope Jermel wins and Canelo <laughs> has annoying fans. Honestly, so him and Jesus, I see what's going on here. All right, I see what's going on with you guys. Joseph, I'm going to be honest with you. I think every boxer at this level has annoying fans. <laughs> This one's facts, though. This one's facts. And when we get into the betting portion, this is true. The judges already have Canelo winning four rounds. <laughs> I love that comment because it's it's true. Like, you know, it's it's hard to beat Canelo in Vegas. So when we get into the betting portion, remember that because I feel like Triple G was robbed Listen, uh, in that in that first fight. Uh, as, as a Miguel Cotto fan, I think Joseph is on to something. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> hey, hey, no, no, this is true. I mean, look at his fight against Lara as well. Uh, uh. Uh, right, Floyd Question. Mayweather, the, the 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 CJ Ross infamous 114 That's ridiculous. Um, Osmond <laughs> three thousand and one. Anything is possible since July 29th. Combat sports has just been one upset after another. I, I would agree with you. Anything can happen uh, in this fight, and I think Jermel has a really good chance. Dog, we didn't even talk about Israel Adesanya's upset loss, but oh my goodness, I'm so glad I only bet Dude. five dollars on that fight. <laughs> I, I I'm so shocked about that, to be honest. I'm, to, I'm... To, to shock, he lost the classic trap fight. It was literally like it was literally like Mike Tyson losing to Buster Douglas before fighting Evander Holyfield because the bigger I... fight was on the horizon and he lost. I am PK13, uh, Brian. Which fighter will benefit more from the politics of boxing in this fight? Oh. Now this this is this is a fantastic question. I am PK thirteen, one of our regulars, and I think um, it's hard not to say good Alvarez, right? <laughs> Being honest, <laughs> I think I think, but I think you can call it both ways because with Jamel Charlo, there's a money fight on the horizon, right? With Terrence Crawford, that if you want to get into like your third eye shit right <laughs> the conspiracy theory portion of this you can kind of be like well you know you do want to sort of keep this at least close so that Terrence Crawford matchup could sell whatever but if you're Canelo Alvarez like you already know like that's Canelo Alvarez and I, I think uh 
I don't know. I, I'm I'm a little worried about how the judging in this fight could be, and I just hope that it's scored well and proper. Yeah. I, I don't care if it's close. I don't care if it's whatever. Like, if the fight is a close fight, I hope it's scored close. And if the fight is a wipeout, I hope it's scored as such, especially considering what I'm planning on betting later. Yes. Um, and by the way, Joseph just said, Devin Haney, Regis Pro Grade Prediction. You're going to have to wait for that. Um, fight is in <laughs> December, Joseph. All right. No, I'm just playing. I do want to um, think. I want to think about that a little bit more, though, because I, I already know I, who I'm picking. Know. I already I know who I'm picking. Um, should I tell? No, you know what? I, I'm not going to. You know what, Joseph? You got to wait for the preview. Uh, <laughs> all right. You got you to gotta wait for the preview. I know who I'm picking already. And um, I mean, the odds look pretty good for that one. Um, Nerd, who is also a friend of the show. Charlo not going back down to 154. Uh, this is interesting because, you know, mm. Charlo has power. And like we've seen it, I think his power is going to transcend as he goes up. So this fight going to be at 168. I think his power is going to be there at 168. That's just what I think. I think his power is going to still transcend as he moves up in weight. At 33 years old, it is to that to nerd's point. You're going to come back down to weight classes after fighting at 168 at 33 years old after a pro career that has spanned 16 years and counting. It's going to be tough. He says he's going to do it, um, or he at least said in the past. I don't know if he's changed his mind since publicly or whatever the case may be but he's you know the terrence crawford fight you know with jermel charlo hopefully would happen next but i don't know i, I like here's the thing no one knows what the fuck is going on in this sport like truthfully nobody knows what i hope happens though is uh the this fight is competitive so that we can get terrence crawford versus jermel charlo uh at 154 but will charlo want to come back down to that weight we'll see we, we'll see how he feels uh after the fight um, this one's a good one from uh, Luis, um, who's also a friend of the show. Uh, by the way, I keep on saying, like, how do you pronounce your name? Is it Luis or Luis? I would say Luis because it's spelled like that. Yeah. Um, but Jermel skated by with the draw in that first fight against Castaño. He should have lost that one. Such a controversial fight. Um, Could have gone either way. But the thing about it, though, Luis, is Mel came back in that next fight and ended up getting the knockout in the 10th round. So it's like, listen, questionable, but he came back and did his business in that second fight. So I kind of can't hate. I kind of had Castaño win in that first fight also. <laughs> no, I think a lot of people did. I think a lot Very of people close. did, right? And um, I, I also thought that, and he, you know, Jamel Charlo protest, protested this and also avenged the Tony Harrison loss. But I thought Tony Harrison beat him in that first fight as well. I was at that one. That was the one at Barclays. I believe it was at that. And it was a little surprising, but I, I thought Tony Harrison, I mean, that's the best win of his career. And yeah. he paid for it in the in the rematch. <laughs> Let's get over to Van Dam. Uh, I seen a and lot. Then of we'll get into betting. We'll yeah. get into our predictions. I've seen a lot of people saying Canelo is on his decline, which might be true, but I honestly believe his power is going to wear down Charlo and stop him late. Okay, so you're rolling, uh, Van Dam rolling with Canelo's power, and of course, uh, Canelo does have power as well. He doesn't have vicious power, but he's going to break you down round by round, and that's exactly what I think he's trying to say here. Chat, could we actually get some of your predictions? Um, I want to see some of your predictions as we're about to do our predictions. Uh, see who's going to roll with who. Uh, we may think the same thing as we've had uh, periodically on the show. So drop your predictions in the chat. We're going to get to that next segment as well. Uh, Van Dam, I, I could see that actually. Um, I don't know if I agree, but I could see that because Canelo at the end of the day is fighting a dude that's coming up from 154. So you would think that his, his power is going to translate better. Um, as opposed to him fighting somebody at 168. 
Yeah, and you know what? This weekend, the one best thing about this fight is there's so many different bets that you can make, and we want to make sure that our money is going to be green. Like money, motherfucker? Money be green. Money feel like money. That shit look green to you? All right, so for all of our betting Fans, listen, this is going to be a great fight to bet on. Um, Canelo Alvarez, straight up on the money line, minus 430. And then you got Jermel Charlo as the underdog, no surprise, but a plus 300. He's an undisputed champion. I know he's moving up two weight classes, but Brian, is this line disrespectful to a guy like Jermel Charlo? I think the line is kind of perfect. The reason why is because, and I, I think it's a little disrespectful to, to uh, Jermel Charlo. But the reason why I think the line is perfect is because there's just enough there for me to look at it and be like, hmm, Jermel Charlo plus 300. And then really think about trying to bet him as the underdog. Whereas if this was Canelo Alvarez minus 280, Jermel Charlo plus 210, I'd be like, ah, nah, like I'll just throw Canelo money line on a parlay. Or something along those lines, like a three-legger parlay with like Iowa football under and uh your Las Vegas Raiders. And uh, you know, we'll see what happens. Like <laughs> I still I think, don't call them the Las Vegas Raiders, but it's, it's just tough for me. Yeah, I don't like that. I don't like that I just did that either. Um, but it's just fine. But like I, I ultimately think that the line is fair. I think if this wasn't Jermel Charlo coming off a layoff, maybe we'd see something different. But he is and he's coming up two weight classes. And I, honestly. Um, this is actually a better line than I think a lot of guys would get coming up two weight classes fighting Canelo Alvarez off a 16-month layoff. And that's respect to Jermel Charlo, who, again, yeah. undisputed champion at 154. So I don't think the line is totally unfair. I think it's a little bit disrespectful. I mean, he's an undisputed champ. Um, I think it's also because a lot of people leave Mel off the pound-for-pound -pound list. It's crazy. He's an undisputed champ, but there will be people that leave him off and that yeah. don't believe in him. So I think this is the same type of disrespect as well. Um, I would see, you know, maybe Jermel Charlo being like a minus like 250, 200. Like I'd be okay with that, but plus 300 at the same time. Like if I'm, a, if I'm betting on this and I'm rolling with a guy like Mel, I love this line. Yeah. I'm like, yo, I'm gonna just place it, like place my money straight up on the money line. You know what I mean? So how are you going to be betting this fight? Yeah, uh, so I'm going to be betting on Canelo Alvarez to win this fight. Um, I, I, I really try to talk myself into the upset. And if you do, please say so in the chat. Um, because I think there are some people, I've talked to some people who think that they're making a lot of what they saw against Dimitri Bivol and then John Ryder. And then it's like, is Canelo Alvarez slipping? Because it's not just that he's 33. It's also how long he's sort of been nearer at the top of boxing, been in title fights, more than 20 of them since 2011. Jamel Charlo's been in nine, of which he has six knockouts in. Not TKO stoppages, knockouts. Like, just flatlining dudes. Um, you know, Charles Hatley, Erickson Lubin, etc. But I bet on... Canelo Alvarez to win this fight by unanimous decision at plus 125 because I do think that Canelo Alvarez is going to get some of the early rounds and 
I question how close Jermel Charlo could ultimately make it in the eyes of the judges, right? I, I just think that it, it, while, look, I could be talking about 115, 113, 116, 112. I think it might yeah. be like one more 117, 111 and things of that nature. But I do think Jermel Charlo gets a few rounds, has some moments, looks good in some spots, but I think the layoff is going to catch up. And maybe he gets some late rounds after Canelo's long settled in because Canelo sort of fades and fights a little bit. Um, or at least did against John Ryder. Maybe that's where Jamel Charlo gets some rounds. But I think I think it'll be similar to, you know, to some other Canelo performances where he mounts sort of a big lead and then fades late. Faded against John Ryder. Faded against an old uh, Triple G. Obviously faded against Dimitri Bivol because he didn't win many rounds in that fight. But I think it'll trend that way. And I ultimately do think it's going to be a unanimous decision, though. I think Canelo Alvarez is going to get enough rounds. I think he's going to really hurt Jermel Charlo to the body. I think uh, the length and the reach is not something that's going to be foreign to Canelo Alvarez. And, you know, he's going to he's going to have that Canelo Alvarez power. I just don't think he's going to finish Jermel Charlo either, though. I think Jermel Charlo is going to be able to withstand it. So plus 125, I bet that on DraftKings. Uh, unanimous decision, Canelo Alvarez. A decision straight up was minus 110. I was looking at that, but I was like, let me take a little bit more juice for the UD. So, yeah, um, you know, when I take a look at this fight, Canelo Alvarez coming into this fight, so many questions because of that John Ryder match. Listen, did you see John Ryder's face after that fight? The boy was tore up. He is just very, very tough and gotta, gotta give props to a guy like John Ryder, but Canelo was also coming off of a layoff because he had surgery on his wrist. So it was his first fight coming off uh, that surgery, of course. So you have to take that into account. Is he getting old? He's 33 years old. He's been fighting since he was 15 years old. Like the amount of fights that this guy has, the amount of miles that he has on his body is ridiculous. Then you look at a guy like Jermel Charlo who hasn't fought for a minute, right? And that layoff is the only thing that worries me. And so when I was taking a look at this fight from the beginning, like if you go back to our videos, I was like, I think Jermel has a chance in this fight. And he does, because like I mentioned earlier, his right hand, he's going to be landing that the whole entire night. That is usually his go-to, his straight right. Pretty good jab, but I think he has a double, triple jab if he's going to want to beat Canelo um, on the cards. I don't really see that happening, though. There, I think there's only one way that Jermel wins this fight. I think he has to knock him out. I, I, and that's oh, the thing. That's I, think, I, I think he has to knock him out, and I just don't <laughs> see that happening, especially coming off a layoff. And I don't think it's a tough thing, though, um, because – I think if Jermel Charlo throws like the double, triple jabs um, and keeps his distance, kind of like Bevel did, right? Because that's also the blueprint to be a guy like Canelo. Like keep your distance, get in and out. You got to stick and move. You got to stick and move. Um, but the thing about Canelo is, you know, he's going to come forward. Mel doesn't like fighting on the inside. He doesn't like fighting on the inside. So if Canelo is obviously going to get to the body, that's his thing. Mm -hmm. um, he's going to be able to land the jab. He's going to be the one stalking Mel because Mel's going to be trying to keep the distance the whole entire time. Mm -hmm. But I think Canelo's going to be able to close the gap. He's going to be able to land those body shots. But I think Mel is going to be able to land the right hand a couple of times. Yeah. And his right hand is powerful, but his left hook is nasty. People don't talk about that man's left hook enough. Uh, they always talk about the right hand. Some people say Jermel only has a right hand. That's a lie. Like, if you think Jermel Charlo only has a right hand, you're not watching him box close enough. Um, he has a nasty left hook as well. I think Jermel has a chance. So if you want to sprinkle, if it, like I'm, I'm just saying, if you wanted to sprinkle on this belt, right, because there is a chance. There definitely is a chance that a guy like Jermel could get the KO TKO. It's a plus 950. I'm not betting that way. 
Um, I was looking on FanDuel. I'm going by unanimous decision as well because on FanDuel, it was a minus uh, 120 for Canelo to win by decision. Um, maybe the lines have changed because I looked last night. Uh, but right now, it's a plus 115 for Canelo Alvarez uh, to win by unanimous decision. So uh, where did you get your odds from? Because you said DraftKings plus 125. Okay. Go to DraftKings then, y'all. <laughs> because, <laughs> because, because, because the odds are better there. Um, because I think it's so hard, and we've seen it before. Uh, it was on one of the comments. I'll have to go back. But I do think that Canelo lost that first fight against Triple G. I think Triple G was robbed there. I thought if anything was a draw, it was that second fight. Mm -hmm. um, and then obviously uh, Canelo did work in that third fight and didn't even look like Triple G. But it's so hard to win against Canelo Alvarez in Vegas. <laughs> like that, And that's why I'm saying Mel's not going to get this decision, right? He's not going to outbox Canelo, unless he pulls like a beevil yeah, and yeah. throw and throws like the double triple jabs, moves around, sticks and moves, and makes Canelo like gas out near the end because not really gets his tired. style though. Not really, it, his it's style, it's, it's it's not right. But yeah. he but he has the opportunity to land a big punch on Canelo. Like there's yeah. a chance that happens. The only other thing though with that layoff, let's go back to the Brian Castaño fight. Yo, Mel got hit a lot. <laughs> like let's call it spade a spade he got hit a lot in both of the fights and in both of the fights and against tony harrison uh particularly the first time um there was another fight i want to say it was the john jackson fight there was a fight early on in mel's uh title fighting yeah. days at super welterweight where he was getting hit a lot and there were a couple different times where he was behind on the cards and got a knockout or i felt like he should have been behind on cards got a knockout so he, he th that's another reason why I picked the unanimous decision. Like Mel's gonna give up rounds, and you know Canelo's gonna have to deal with an onslaught as Mel goes for broke late. But uh, you know, you talk about Jamel Charlo's straight right hand. Canelo Alvarez is able to avoid that and get that left hook to the body because I think that's the punch he's gonna be looking for because that body's gonna be open when Jamel Charlo is going to open up, and if Canelo Alvarez is close enough. He's going to look to land that left hook to the body. I think that's going to be his money punch. He likes to double it up on a left side, body head, or head body in either direction. So I think that's what Canelo Alvarez is going to be looking to land for much of this fight. And that's another reason why I took a look at this other bet, if you wanted to sprinkle. Um, because I do think I do think the layoff is an issue for Jamel. Um, we yeah. saw what happened to Josh Taylor. Like We see what a layoff does. And when you're fighting one of the best boxers in the world... Yes, I said one of the best boxers for all the haters. <laughs> all right, in the chat, you know who you are, okay? Um, yeah, there's some smoke going on in yeah, the chat. Yeah, I, cool, I love cool, it. cool, guys. You I, know? Lo I love it, though. I love it, though. Keep it coming, guys. You guys are the best. Um, I think another interesting bet would be for Canelo Alvarez to win in round 7 through 12, Ooh. plus 450. Because I do think there's a possibility, if he is breaking down, uh, Jermel like that, that he could get a stoppage in the later rounds. I think I think that's definitely a possibility for a guy like Canelo. Yeah, and it's funny because like there are certain dudes in boxing. I, I didn't think Terrence Crawford would stop Errol Spence, and definitely not the way he did. So I, I don't think Jermel Charlo is somebody who's going to get stopped. But coming off a layoff against Canelo Alvarez, moving up two weight classes, if there's a spot that you want to take this bet to Chantel's point, I I have no problem with that at all. Um, and it's something that I would potentially look at. I may live bet, like it may be something where like I'll see, I'll look for something in the early rounds and then try to get it late. But it's probably better value if you do it now than, you know, after the opening bell. Yeah. Um, let's go over to uh, Luis, um, who says Mel is no beevil. It's, 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 it's true, but he is an undisputed champ and he is athletic. He does have like the size advantage. Um, 
I just want to see if Canelo is going to be able to close that gap against him. I think he will. Um, but I still think Mel has a chance to land a big one. Like, I don't think Canelo's going to get stunned like that, but man, you never know. Uh, let's go over to hustle man real quick. Well, I wanted to answer IMPK's question because he go says, why it. he says, why not bet the over? And that's because the over under is like 10 and a half rounds and it's like minus 300. So, I mean, if you want to put that in a parlay, God bless. But, you know, if you're going to get value on a minus 300 bet, you better throw a lot of money on it. And uh, that's not something I'm probably comfortable doing if the over under is 10 and a half rounds, unless we're talking about, you know, uh, maybe a, a, a Pauli Malignaggi fight or something along those lines. <laughs> no disrespect. Yeah, um, I- look, some other bets that I wanted to highlight real quick, right? Because there are a lot of this is one of those fights where there's going to be all those specials and people are they're going to try to get people to bet on some of these and some of these are actually interesting. Do you think there's going to be a knockdown in this fight? What are the odds for a knockdown? Because I do think there okay. might be a knockdown. Yes, I. You know what? I would bet the knockdown. Jamel Charlo think- to be knocked down in any of rounds one through six plus six fifty on Fanduel. Yeah, I mean, okay. So here's the thing: it's like Canelo doesn't always start off quick, but then he fades. So you said like those mid rounds, you know what I mean? Coming off the layoff, slow start, would Jermel Charlo get caught? Is I think the question that that's asking. Plus 650 is enough for me to like look at it and be like, all right, if I put $2 or if I put $3 even, that could be like a little, you know? Lunch but money. I, I, I don't, yeah. In, in freaking, you know, not in New York. Um, <laughs> but, uh, and Van Damme, look, Van Damme agrees with you. Yeah. Rima Chantel, 7 through 12. Look at it. Canelo Alvarez to get that late stoppage. I mean, he did it to Caleb Plant. Yeah, and this and is and, and this point, is this yeah. is this is what Van Dam was saying. I see it playing out similar to Caleb Plant, Jermel getting caught late. And remember, Caleb Plant had some really good moments in that fight against Canelo, where yeah. we were like, whoa, like he's he's fighting really well against Canelo, giving him some problems. And listen, um, you know, it came to a stoppage later in the rounds. And that was also a fight where I think people after that fight, people like really gave Caleb Plant his props, right? So something similar could happen to a guy like Mel. And then Caleb Plant slapped his brother, and now I want to see Caleb Plant versus Jamal Charlo. <laughs> Let's see it. Let's. I would love to see that fight. I would love to see that fight. Um, two plus knockdowns in this fight plus seven hundred. That's not enough for me. I don't think that's enough for me. Unless you again, unless you think somebody's going to dominate this fight, but I'm not. I'm probably not doing that one. Um, but wait, actually, before we get to Ace three seventeen, we, we love new friends to the show. Just a quick hi, Freddie. Thanks for joining us. Thanks Freddie for rocking Blanco. with us. Thank you. Um, let's get over to Ace three one seven. If Canelo can close the distance the way he was against Plant, I think he KOs Charlo because of all the openings there are in Charlo's defense. Mm. And Canelo has some of the best defense in the pocket. Yeah, I agree. Like mm-hmm. if he's able to close that gap, Charlo gets hit a lot. Like, come on, man, it's That's possible. What- that's one thing about Canelo that I really, really appreciate. It's just how much better his defense has gotten throughout his career uh, to the point where, I mean, you see some of the yeah. stuff he was doing against, like, Danny Jacobs, for example, and just made him look silly, neutralizing his jab just with his head movement and really setting up some of these body shots that we've been talking about. I could see y'all are y'all are gonna make me bet this Canelo seven through twelve. <laughs> Yo, and if you want to go by knockout, it's a plus seven fifty. Knockout straight up, up not yeah. not TKO. Yeah, just so, a knockout, just a knockout. Okay. It's a plus seven fifty, which is interesting. And people are thinking about betting that way. Um, 
interesting. We're going to get to some comments, uh, some more comments before we get up and out of here. Drop your final comments, guys. <laughs> uh, Plant buckle Jamal with that slap. Thank you, nerd, for that yeah. comment. Um, <laughs> he did. I mean, listen, I <laughs> I don't want to I don't want to get too deep into it, but I mean, it, it, I, I'm actually. Now that we've brought this back up, I'm actually disappointed that nothing else has happened since then. But you yeah. know, typical boxing. I, Kayla Plant should fight Jamal Charlo. I'm dead serious. I mean, like, he was on um, um, whose podcast the other day? Um, uh, Wallow and Gilly's podcast. Kayla um, <laughs> Plant was on Wallow and Gilly's podcast, and he was talking about the slap. And he was talking about how there was a whole bunch of like, um, what did he say? There was a bunch of Texas dudes. He was still going to slap someone. That's what he said. He didn't care. He's like he was saying something like he would fight like all those Texas dudes or something like that. But it was pretty funny. He wanted them Chris Mullen white boys. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> he is, yo, he is. Like, you, can, you can tell by like how wavy he is too. Uh, yeah, hustle yeah. man, Charlo is a bigger puncher than Plant, so I think Canelo would play it safe instead of walking down Charlo. I do think Canelo's gonna feel him out. Like I think Canelo will give him respect in the ring because I'm so curious, guys. I'm telling you. I'm curious to see how his power transcends. Me too. Because I think it's going to be, I think it is. Like, and I think we're going to see him stun Canelo at least once in this fight. This is a good question from Ace, actually, that I want to get to. Ace317, holding it down in the comments. Who do you guys favor between Jamar and Caleb Plant? I pick Maul. I'm sorry. Oh? Uh? You going with Caleb Plant? I'm, I'm, I'm rocking with Maul. Two-year layoff, so I, I will see. I, 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 I probably would. I'm. I might lean Caleb Flat. I'm not gonna lie. I don't Ooh. know. I I think Jamal is the better Charlo, but he also hasn't fought in two years. So like, <laughs> you I, know, I, I want to see him fight. Fight somebody, Adamas, somebody. I gotta you know? rock. I gotta rock with. Yeah, I'm rocking with Maul. I think Maul's the better all around fighter. The layoff yeah. though would be interesting, but I I think that's like a sneaky good fight for boxing fans. Like I think we want that yes, fight. Yes. Yeah. I actually think Showtime would push to make it a pay per view. Um, they did it for Benavidez. And Benavidez is, by the way, like to, to, to end it here, we'll probably take one or two more questions. Canelo Alvarez wins. Benavidez is the guy that I want him to fight next. I wanted him to fight Benavidez here. And I said after Benavidez beat Caleb Plant and after Canelo Alvarez beat John Ryder, I might, I might take David Benavidez to win that fight. But I'll see how Canelo Alvarez conducts himself this coming weekend against Jermel Charlo before I plant my flag on that all right so uh nerd said canelo walked down kovalev why wouldn't he walk down jamal uh, another thing about that jamal. yeah i mean he might fight with jamal later on anyways he'll, he'll walk <laughs> down both of them uh, let, <laughs> let, let, let's be serious he, he's gonna walk down both of them but especially for a guy like mel because um mel doesn't want to fight on the inside like he doesn't box on the inside he's not comfortable mm. with it so mel's gonna want this fight as a like at a distance and canelo is gonna close the gap at some point, because you know that's what he does. So it's one of those last things. Uh, should we take one more? Yeah. Uh, before we get it, who uh, wants to? Who wants to? Who wants to? Who wants to send us off with a bang here? Huh? Who wants to send us off with a bang? Somebody in the comments earlier was talking about man. Y'all talk about pay per view buys. You know we're gonna. You know I'm not gonna say what he said, but it was hilarious. Uh, I hope that people go back and look at the chat replay. Uh, let's figure that out. Uh, but let's see what we have here in the comments. Who's gonna send us off? Who's gonna send us off? Y'all scared now? There's a bunch of comments here, but I'm looking for like the one. Um, but I to reiterate though, unanimous decision. Uh, we're both going with Canelo Alvarez. Um, there have been plenty of times where we both lean the same way and we're right. 
Um, and there have been other times where that wasn't the case. <laughs> Just like last weekend. Oh my god. Last uh, week I was one one and one on my bets last week. Because... I mean, we we both said Zhang was gonna win, but <laughs> Joyce, where... the way he got knocked out. Sheesh. Let's where never talk about him again on the show. Oh, I told yeah. you we're not allowed to talk about him again. Um, yeah. if, if he has that type of performance. Um, I just want to say, guys, we are doing a post-fight show. Uh, yes. So if you guys want to rock with us after the show for uh, Canelo Alvarez and Jermel Charlo, we'll be here right after the final bell and, like, the last interviews. We're going to be... Do we have a funny one? Do we have a funny there comment? we go, Robin. That's what I'm looking for. Canelo versus Nganu is oh what God. we all want to see next. <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> Listen... Listen, I saw Francis Agadu, uh There was a video that surfaced him working with Mike Tyson because Mike Tyson is training him for this Tyson Fury fight. And uh, Tyson Fury is going to destroy that dude. Tyson Fury is just going to destroy that dude. It is what it is. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I. I. Yeah. Um. We're gonna do a post fight show Saturday. Uh. We both pick the lava. Yeah. Astrid watched the Joe Joyce knockout, saying he got rocked. Joe Joyce was planted. Um. It's so bad. And I was tight. I was tight. She knows this. I was tight because it was earlier than I expected. I was like, God damn. Well, it was hella early. <laughs> I don't think I was like, was round three? Joe Joyce actually looked pretty good in round one. Yeah. And then Zhang figured it out round two. And then round three, he caught it. I was like, oh. Overrated. He's overrated. But uh, yeah, once again, <laughs> make sure to join us after uh, the Canelo Charlo fight. We'll be here rocking with you on Saturday night. And uh, thank you so much. If you already hit that like and subscribe button. Thank you. If you haven't, please do follow us on our social media channels at the mandatory TKO and Brian, awesome. any final thoughts before we get up out of here? Yes. I also have uh, content on the action network. Go check that out. Talking about the fight. Um, and also some of the undercar fights. Your Dennis Ugas, Mario Barrios, great card. Ramos, Erickson Lubin. This card is legit. And Liza Garcia versus Resendez who beat, uh, Jared Hurd earlier this year. This is a good card. I just don't like that Frank Sanchez is fighting a journeyman heavyweight, but it's a good card uh, nonetheless. So talking about that in a video on Action Network and in an article where there's like more of an in-depth uh, breakdown of the fights. So uh, yeah, go check that out as well. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.